0: Welcome to another edition of the 3 and Out Football Podcast. We are your hosts, he's Mitch Kays, I'm Matt Boyle, breaking down the games of the week, each and every game, each and every week. Mitch, how you doing?
1: Very well, thanks. Very well. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm doing alright. R- riding high off that Thursday night Cardinals win. I mean, you tell me who was going to win that game.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't get wind up on the right end of that one, so I guess I can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, both both offenses there and defenses have been struggling. So, wasn't really sure if DeAndre Hopkins was going to show up. Targeted a bunch of times, 10 catches. Uh, didn't end up having a touchdown, but having him back, I mean, that is definitely going to be a big difference maker, right? That's going to open up the rest of the offense for Kyler. And not just <laughs> to mention the security blanket that he provides. He's got a pretty big catch radius. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was, it was good to see him back for sure. That was uh, actually an incredibly high scoring game for a Thursday night where you used to, uh, you know, 11 to 9 or 3 to 2 or these kind of scores like that. It feels like there's been no touchdowns lately, but um, up in the 30s and the 40s was a treat for a Thursday.
1: Yeah, Dalton, I mean, obviously he threw some pit picks, but uh, he played a pretty good game for the most part.
0: Yeah, he, he did look good. There's no question there. Not uh, not too many interesting games this week. Maybe a couple couple things to touch on here, but a bit of a boring week in the NFL. You know, you, the schedule makers can't have marquee matchups all over the place every single week. You get a few of those weeks every season where you're just kind of like meh, and this <laughs> this this week is is just one of them. There's there's really not too much very exciting going on this week, but that's the NFL. It'll it'll surprise you one way or another.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of these games are not as appealing just because of uh, of some of the records too, right? Like some of these teams we thought were going to be out to the gate strong. We talked earlier about how we break down our quarters to the to the season, and I mean this is really when you're getting in the midst ramp up if you're thinking about playoffs, and this is where you'll also see some of those teams that are ready to rebuild, throwing in some of their youngsters. They're looking to trade up those veterans as that deadline approaches too.
0: Yeah, Carolina got rid of Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they've uh, Robbie Anderson as well, but that's not really much of a playmaker lately. Uh, but getting rid of your best player, uh, obviously. On that note, you know Carolina has definitely decided that uh, you know they're they're cleaning house. They are they're starting over, clean slate in Carolina.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you heard the. I think you heard the coaches and their their owners say, general manager, everything. This is not a. Rebuild, and we're not giving up games. But you'd think that when they give away their best player, that it's winning those games more challenging. They only got draft picks in return. It wasn't like there was a player who would impact on the field this year.
0: It's a complete
1: rebuild. You you can't you can't say
0: otherwise. I mean, they don't even have a quarterback, but they've got three or four of them. So um, it's just a big mess in Carolina for sure. So getting right underway with this this one o'clock slot, we're gonna lead off with our Packers who are not as in as much trouble as the Carolina Panthers. But as you mentioned, you know, some of these teams that were just, you thought they were going to be better or we thought they were going to be worse. And there's been some surprising teams. There's also quite a few teams sitting at three and three, as we said, I mean, 14, 14 teams are going to get into the playoffs. Only 10 teams right now have a winning record. So um Time to hit the panic button in Green Bay. I mean, you lose this week to Washington. You lose three straight. I mean, they just lost two straight for the first time in the Matt LaFleur era. So, um, you know, you go into Washington and lose this game to a backup quarterback. Definitely time to hit that red alert panic button. Um, I do believe Green Bay gets right this week.
1: Yeah, and and you can say this is because we pick our Packers and that's a little biased there. But I just think that, there's so much at stake here for Green Bay with the switch in quarterback with the commanders. Now, obviously some believe that he's a, he's a good little quarterback and I'm not throwing any, anything against him, but uh, obviously they went out and got Carson Wentz for a reason. That organization believes that there's, there's an upgrade that they can provide. So, I mean, I, I think if there was a game for the Packers to come out and at least hold them down score wise, have a good defensive game, this would be it for sure. But, yeah, 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 I mean, it's going to happen soon for Green Bay, or we're not going to have any choice but to hit that button.
0: Yeah, I mean, they still have that top five-ranked defense, but it's it doesn't feel like it. Uh, you know, that secondary is, isn't is doing too much, although they're in the number one-ranked passing defense. They're just – they don't feel like they're clicking. I'm not even going to talk about the offense until I actually have something to talk about. Uh, yeah. We're going to see – Obviously the trade deadline coming up in well a little bit over a week. Um, we're gonna see if they go out and get a receiver. We don't hold our breath. Uh we are we've we're done with those days of uh of you know, hoping they're gonna go out and get somebody. They're always in the mix for players, but they, they never make a splash. They never do anything. So but this, this would be the year uh to, to go out
1: and grab a receiver, wouldn't you think? And I mean they've mentioned it, especially with how things have gone with Aaron and just you Know the fact that they've they're further depleted at that spot even from the start of the season, so it would be almost neglectful to not investigate it.
0: You'd think so. I mean, uh, it looks like Sammy Watkins is gonna go this week. Um, you know, we're, we're gonna see how much of a difference maker he is. He, he can ball out, but then he's injured a lot again, so um. A big bunch of problems with the receivers, obviously. They need to get Aaron Jones going.
1: Yeah, we talked about this from the preseason. Um, this offense is dynamic without receivers, but not if they're not going to feature their backs. If it's a running back, if it's a slot, if it's motion, I'm not going to tell Matt how to run his system, but they need to be more efficient getting both of their running backs touches. Aaron Rodgers is the
0: king of the deep ball. Uh, and he has not been letting that ball fly nearly enough. So, Oh, he's, who's going who's to go? Who is he going to go to? Well, that's it, you know? Uh, but I mean, he always finds a way, uh, but there's just, there's just nobody getting open down there. So, um, it is showing the, uh, the Devonte Adams effect is showing and, and with Cobb out as well, we're going to see Washington coming off a win. Um, Obviously, it's not with Heineke under center, but uh, and even though it was against the Chicago Bears, they're still at home, they're still riding the W. It's only a five point
1: favorite for the Packers. Uh, losable game for Green Bay, always. I never get on there, there's nothing that's not a losable game. Anytime you go into a game and someone says, Losable game, that's a losable game, like it's. The, the NFL's tricky. It's weird. And the moment that you think, because I think we played Washington a couple of years back, maybe it was last year, and they smoked us or gave us a really really tight game. It's like, all of these games, any given Sunday, they professional clubs. Their intention is to come out and whoop the crap out of you. The Green Bay's in no position to say that they're better than anyone right now. It's got to be in the proof. So, let's go out there play some good ball. That will get you a win. Otherwise, 100%, you'd you're in risk of losing.
0: Yeah, let's let's give it a few more weeks here because, like I said, I mean, teams like, you know, of course, you, you got the Falcons who are 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 in the mix, sitting at 500. But you got squads like the Bucks, like the Packers, like the Niners. Um, they're either going to still be sticking around that 500 mark in 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 four weeks' time, or uh, or they're going to have that winning record and and start to. Uh, get themselves out of the basement uh, even though 500 right now is is not the basement Uh, a lot of great teams in the league sitting at 500 or just over a lot of great four and two teams so uh, I can't believe we're at week seven already but it is still even though we're in quarter two as you like to call it still early enough in the season she boogies exactly still early but she definitely boogies right yeah, no, it it is time to, to figure it out for sure. So we're gonna we're gonna keep a pulse on that trade deadline. Definitely gonna be some uh, exciting storylines we believe coming up with the Packers. Hopefully, uh, and definitely a couple other key pieces on the move to some other teams around the league. Always an exciting time of year. The season is in full swing now. We're starting to figure out who's who, and uh, Green Bay is not on that list right now. Moving right along to a division game. <coughs> Should be a good one. Three and two and one. Colts and the three and two Titans, <laughs> Titans coming off the bye. Uh, they are rested. Colts look like they're going to get Jonathan Taylor back, but no Shaq Leonard still. Um, is Derrick Henry going to be able to feast? Obviously, with no uh, no Darius, or are the Colts going to continue to roll as they've obviously already taken one from these Titans earlier in the year?
1: Yeah, I mean, this. I think this one's going to be a toss-up. I think divisional. I think that Henry usually does well against the Colts. I think that it's going to be, you know, I me mean, made this, this one might come down to Tannehill and how if he makes less mistakes than Ryan, like this one could be a tight one. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to the Titans here um, only because I like what they have been able to do when they scrape some stuff out. I'm still nervous with the Colts. I guess they had a good performance against Jacksonville. That's wonderful. Uh, but we've seen Jacksonville kind of flip-floppy. So I'd like to see a little bit more from them Colts before I buy in. Once Johnson Taylor comes back and shows me that he's healthy and ready to roll, that will obviously regain some trust. But for now, I'm just going to stick with my safe pick here in the Titans. Would you be picking the Colts if Leonard was playing? It would definitely lean me towards the more. Leonard, Quidi like they got a, a couple guys that are sitting there up front. And I think that this is going to be a game where really, like I said, Derrick Henry is going to need to march but it's going to be a game that if it comes down to fewer mistakes, right? Like if it's a tight scoring game and one of these teams throws two picks, that's going to be the difference maker.
0: Yeah. I'm also rolling with the Titans. I also believe we're going to pick all the same games this week. I just don't see too much uh, varying away from, um, you know, it's just one of those weeks, you know, I really don't think there's going to be too much, uh, too many differences here between us this week. So I'm with you. I'm going with the Titans as well. I believe they're rested coming off the bye. They're at home. Henry, we can't call him King Henry anymore. I mean, he, he had a, a fun little bit of time in the sun there and, and making an MVP run and, and obviously a very big boy who can move. The stiff arms, those are really fun to see on the highlight reel, but he's just not really, you know, he's not really showing much. He's not really in the headlines. I'm uh, <laughs> struggling, but... He's got to show more. He's got to get it together. He's not a top five back in the league, as I'm concerned right now. But I, I am going to roll with uh, Derrick Henry to really get it going. I'd like to see him get a couple touchdowns in this game. I feel like it'll be pretty close to that 24-17 to 17 kind of score, uh, like we saw in the matchup between these two earlier in the year. I just think it's going to go to this rested home team this
1: time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he needs I mean, He needs to score these those are going to have to happen. We were talking about the Packers not having any downfield weapons. It, Robert Woods is a wonderful receiver, but right now in his career, like that wouldn't be somebody I'd look at as a downfield threat. So like, it's just like, if they can't stretch the field and the box is going to be packed, how much can you expect from the King? Obviously, you still want him to be glorious, but he ain't facing little boxes no more, right? Like. No, that's, that's a very good point. So, and, and, and
0: they're the game hey man game plan. They're, they're going to be ready for Derrick Henry. Doesn't matter if he's having a little bit of, you know, his stats are down and, and Tennessee is a sneaky team, right? All of a sudden they, right. Don't forget. They, they were, they were crowned last year, right? In the AFC. So um, no one's really given them a lot of credit. They're also at three and two coming off the bye. So they have a winning record. They're first in the AFC South. Uh, you know, they were at the top of the AFC last year. This is a good squad. Uh and, and I just I agree with you. I think we're just gonna have to see a little bit more out of the Colts. Obviously, again, they're 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 looking pretty good, but um starting the, to come on. They're starting to come they on. Are, they, they are look pretty right? good, but they're just starting to come on, you know? Yeah, I wanna see a little bit more from them as well. Uh but again I, I believe we both went uh against the Colts earlier in the season and uh and, you know it was just not the outcome we were we were thinking was going to happen so i think we're just going the other way this time leaning with the home team and we're going to see how that one rolls here's a tough one for you giants going into jacksonville you tell me why the jags are a three-point favorite i mean do they do the spread makers out in the desert just believe that uh these giants are going to have to hit a snag eventually um and it's not going to be next week against the Seahawks. And they're coming off two big wins in London. And then against the Ravens, are they just tired and burnt out? I mean, what is the reasoning? I'm going to go with the, the Giants here. I do like the Jaguars last week. I do like the way they played at the start of the year. This is a winnable game for Jacksonville. But they're favored by three points when the Giants have been absolutely rolling. They're 5-1. and one. What's the logic here?
1: I have no logic for you. I wouldn't agree with that at all. I'm rolling with the Giants. They have upset the teams that I thought would give them trouble. They played very good ball. They played from behind. I love what Saquon's doing. Daniel Jones is making better decisions with a depleted receiving core. We're talking about a third team already tonight in the NFL. Yo, hey, this, by the way, if you're a receiver out there and you think you can play in the NFL, get at these men. These have some depleted... Depleted cores, like we're talking about it over and over again. Anyway, still able to get the job done. And I mean, I'm I'm rolling with the Giants until they they let up. Yeah, I mean,
0: they must just think. And they were we're, we're talking about Vegas, right? So um, they set these lines. It's it's maybe sometimes it's debate you, right? This is money, right? This is gambling. That's what these money lines are. This has nothing. These are favored teams, but these are strictly just gambling money lines. So um, you do have to take that into account that, that the spread setters, the line setters in Vegas, I mean, this has everything to do with gambling and money. So um, although they're, they're calling these to be the favored teams, uh, you do have to look a little bit beyond the money line sometimes. So um, maybe Vegas is just trying to bait people to win some money. I'm not sure what's going on, but um Giants as an underdog in this spot, it just doesn't make sense to me. And quite a few people uh, from what I've looked into today are going with the Jaguars. I, I see quite a bit of that as I, as I do my Saturday look around after I've set my picks, I take a look at uh, what actual experts are picking and, and quite a few people are rolling with Jacksonville. And again, they're, they're hot at times. I can see it, um, but I, I'm just, I'm not quite buying it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am my assessment is nothing against Jacksonville. I don't even think I brought them up in my discussion. Giants have just been playing better ball. Um, Jacksonville is working through some great pieces. I think they're starting to have a lot more things that they wanted to see throughout the season um, work. But uh, at the same time, it's not translating to success either. So five and one Giants have found ways to win. Even if Jacksonville throws the whole house at them, the kitchen sink, um, I'm just seeing the Giants finding a way again to sneak it out, even if it's on the back of though Like, I just, something's happening here, you know? Yeah, I mean, Jaguars are our third ranked defense
0: stopping the run. So, are they going to be able to slow down Saquon Barkley? That's obviously going to be the storyline here. If they can do it, Daniel Jones has, has actually looked pretty good. Uh, but you're right, no weapons downfield. Third-ranked defense, it's got to be it, right? I mean, if at stopping the run, at least if they can slow down or even stop Barkley, that would definitely be the way to squeeze out a win by a field goal. Yep. Bucks and Panthers, Buccaneers are my lock of the week. Call it cliche, going with the highest point differential here, the biggest spread of the week. I just think the Bucks have to get right here. We've already touched on Carolina at the start of this podcast. Bucks are actually banged up all over the place as well. We got some stress for them happening quite a few places. Not a losable game, though. I think Carolina is in a whole bunch of trouble. Um, They just lost their best player, as we said. This is my eliminator, survivor pool pick of the week. This is my lock of the week. I'm rolling with the
1: Bucks to win big. I'm going to have to side with that. I I like everything about that. That seems like... uh... That seems like, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much it. We're not going to waste any time on this one. That would uh, put the the bucks above 500. Brady has not been in this kind of situation in a long time. So uh, look for him to, uh, to get right with his boys this week. Detroit coming off the bye at Dallas. I'm rolling with Dallas here. Dak is back. But you know what? So is Amon Ross St. Brown. So is DeAndre Swift as far as I know. Detroit rested. Obviously, they were the number one offense, and then all of a sudden, they scored zero points against the Patriots, and then they had a bye week. It's almost like everybody's forgotten about the Lions. They're yep. phenomenal at the start of the year. We don't know how Dak Prescott is going to look yet. Very, very winnable game for these Lions, and yet, that, that would be an upset. This is not a 3.5, uh, 3, 4, 5 point spread here. This is 7, move down to 6.5 points in favor of the Cowboys, but this is a clear touchdown favorite at-home Cowboys who are playing very well. If the
1: Lions can somehow sneak this one out, they would be right back in the headlines. Yeah, I mean, this would be great for the Detroit Lions. And don't get me wrong, I've got great pride in their in their structure, in their coaching. I think I've thrown a lot of plays on in this uh, in this podcast. I just don't see it happening this week. Uh, even, if, even if it were to come to the fact that Dak wasn't able to come through or something re-injured that that hand, that thumb. Uh, I think it's proven that, you know, Russia's there to be able to stand in the back and do this thing. So, I still feel with their backup, they would win this one. They're starting to come together as a little bit more of a cohesive offensive unit. They're splitting those touches between running backs, and I mean, their defense has been lights out, I think, 7th ranked or something. Like, they're, they're high up there, so...
0: Yeah, I, li- I like Dallas. I like everything they've been doing, actually. And I've been picking them to win. And uh, I picked them when they played the Rams. And for some reason, everybody was on the Rams at that point. I- I'm i not a bandwagon jumper here. I- I've been riding the Cowboys. I've been riding the Jets. I've been riding a few of these teams that people are finally starting to wake up and and look and say, wow, this is a good team. It's like, yeah, we, we've been looking at this roster and a few of these other teams in the league saying it's it's about time uh that they start to flip the narrative a little bit. Everyone loves to laugh at the Cowboys, they love to laugh at the Jets, they love to laugh at the at the Lions and teams like that and and it, it's good to see a few of these teams actually turning some things around. So, uh, good good for the Cowboys in the win, win, winning column at four and two. Still third place in the NFC East, though. So they've got some competition in a very tough division. Suddenly, yeah, great division.
1: Excited, right? Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, it's 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 been great, and it's there's a few divisions right now that uh, you, you didn't quite think that was going to be the storyline and capturing your attention, but but here we are moving on to the Falcons and the Bengals. We both love to pick the Falcons this year they're at three and three as well not quite a juggernaut of a team by any means but second in the NFC South um, looking good I mean I think this could be a wild card team if they keep playing like this battle of the three and threes this week Cincinnati is another team more talented than Atlanta kind of right up there in that Tampa Bay San Francisco Green Bay caliber three and three team. I think Cincinnati continues to build off what they've been doing this week. They're throwing the ball. Well, you got to get mixing going more, but that new O-line has worked for Cincinnati. I do like Atlanta though. And this would be a massive win uh, to put themselves at four and three and, and have the same record as the
1: Bucks If the Bucks are to win. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I might even revisit this game cause I picked Bengals for everything in all my leagues. And I want to roll with you on this. And obviously Cordero's out and that's a big thing, but these Falcons and then Mariota just coming off a player in the game, ah, they are a player of the week. I think they're going to have a really good game here. And you're right. Like it could just come down to who's foot and whether or not they get the advantage over the Bengals. I guess it's three points could be the differentiator here. So for now I will roll with the Bengals, give me the end of the cast and I'll decide. But, uh, I think, I think I'm going to be watching this game if I'm not watching the Packers game, like, more than others. Falcons
0: are 6-0 against the spread in their last six, so um, they've... They're good in this spot, uh, but their defense is right at the bottom, 27th overall. Their offense down near the bottom, 23rd overall. Bengals, same deal. <laughs> you know, they're not looking too good either. Um... They're about that. They're closer to the middle of the pack than, than the Falcons are. But for some reason, uh, Atlanta is in every single game. They're playing well. But you're right. Without Cordero, they, they still look good every single week. I would not be surprised if this if this uh, you know went deep into the fourth quarter. But I just think Cincinnati's coming on at the right time and and they're at home. If it was Atlanta and Cordero was in, I would be rolling with the Falcons. But yeah. I think Cincinnati's starting to figure it out. Yeah. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens, two teams that love to run the ball. Cleveland has not been scoring points, all right? They were averaging like 33 points a game at the start of the season, and now it's down closer to 20. So they're scoring about two touchdowns less per game, even though they got two great running backs. Are they going to be able to slow down Lamar? I've picked Cleveland a few times this year, and, and they've let me down. And I've also rolled with them a few other times. You know, it's like I've been hot on these Browns because I love their running game. And uh, I think they've battled adversity well. And uh, those fans really come out. It, it is tough to play in Cleveland. Unfortunately, this game's in Baltimore. And I just don't think they're going to have an answer on offense or defense, for that matter, to stop Lamar. Uh,
1: yeah, and Lamar's been throwing the ball good. I think that's going to be a lot for them to handle and just to keep up with. I think they're going to be chasing, which goes into Baltimore's favor again. Now Baltimore's defense hasn't been aces, so the Browns do have that in their favor. Um, but yeah, I'm giving, the, I'm giving the edge to Lamar, running, throwing, and, uh, and just that, that Ravens defense showing up at some point to either stop the run or, or limit it, or at least make a play to finish the game.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think it might be tight for a little bit. Good divisional tilt here, but I think Baltimore should be able to pull away. Now, please don't tell me you're picking the Broncos this week. I don't know what's going on now. Obviously, since Russell Wilson has been deemed out, it is ripping, getting the start. He's going to let it rip. The line has switched from a two- or three-point favor to the Broncos. Now it's a two-and-a-half-point favorite for the Jets. That makes a little bit more sense, but you know what? Even with Russell Wilson in, how are these Broncos favored at home against the surging, the, the red hot New York Jets?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was gonna go with the Jets anyway. Let that be known, Russ or not. So, Jets are playing strong. They're doing things that everybody should be liking, hearing about them lots. I'm, I'm excited for them. That's I think it's great. Um, they they deserve it. Working hard, and they got young teams. And then, you know, the Broncos get good defense. So I think that they're definitely going to challenge these Jets in lots of ways that maybe they haven't been already. But, you know, unless Rippon comes in or they give the ball to Johnson, because I think he's a great quarterback that's been underappreciated for a long, long, long time in the NFL, um, their offense just hasn't been working. And apparently with a much better quarterback at the helm. So I just just don't think this is a game for the Broncos to get right. Maybe they can learn some things and say, "Uh uh-oh, you know, if Rippon does okay or well, then maybe we have some questions if this thing takes more than a week or two. But, uh, yeah, like, good luck, Broncos.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to see kind of what happens with Miami Dolphins and, and with Tua coming back. Uh, the Patriots are starting to play some good ball. I mean, th- the Belichick effect, as as you always say. But these Patriots are coming on even without their starting quarterback at the right time. But it seems to me that it's Jets and Bills, man. I mean, Jets win this game. They move to five and two. You just didn't see it coming from a mile away. They're not going to be able to take the division. Um, Buffalo should be able to comfortably. But let's not say that yet. I mean, Jets move to five and two. they They're right in the running. Um with the bills. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a storyline to really watch, but it is interesting uh, that they're, they're definitely a wild card worthy team at this point, still early, uh, not going to be too on the bandwagon, but we've both been, um, we've both been big fans of, of this roster and very excited to see both sauce Gardner and Brees Hall on both sides of the ball. And and they both have not disappointed. And unfortunately that ended up being a win against the Packers. Uh, But still there's, really no bitterness here towards that like you just said i mean good for the jets they're they're playing great
1: ball yeah and i mean like obviously we feel that the pack is not playing up to where they should be too so all the praise on these these studs but uh you know that's a bad example because we think the pack are better than, better than what they're doing so um the jets are going to do well i think that they'll be able to shut down an already defunct offense it's just how efficient the offense can be on the Jets' side going up against that stout Broncos. I think they're going to have enough in the tank, right? I'm running
0: out of receivers in fantasy. I mean, do I start Jerry Judy? I mean, geez, he's, he's, they're saying he's still going to get 8, 9, 10 points, but I don't think so. I think it's more like 2 or
1: 3. Yeah, I would have a tough time starting him for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's probably going to have to be on the bench. So, no doubt. Moving on to the Texans and Raiders. Still not sold on these Raiders, but they are rested. They're ready to go. Seven-point favorites at home. I'm going to have to go Las Vegas here. Um, They've got a whole bunch of problems. That offense is not clicking. But Houston is Houston. They are the 2020 – well, they'd be this year's version of the New York Jets from last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to spice it up. I like what I've seen out of the Texans. I know that they haven't shown – a lot of success, and they haven't been able to keep up with some of those strong teams. But uh, I got to give them some praise. They've been with a rebuild unit. They haven't upgraded from Davis, and uh, and he's not throwing games away. And like you said, like you know, what have the Raiders shown us? They've shown us that they've been able to keep it close in some games, but they've also had some trouble showing up. And if the Texans are somehow able to stop the run game, we know that Waller's out. Is Car going to be able to? I don't know. I don't know, like. I said I'm. I'm actually gonna roll with the Texans here. Try and get my game here, gang. A game.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know about that, man. Josh Jacobs is starting to play good ball at a good time, and my old man is rolling with the Raiders for his survivor pool this week. So. Oof. I'm really hoping you're wrong on that one. So, uh, I don't know. I I'm going to have to put an asterisk by that one. I'm going to have to push you to, uh, to revisit that one a little bit. I just think that's just giving me a point, but Hey, that's just me. You've been able to sniff out a few good upsets this year, but I, I just don't see it. I mean, I'd like to challenge you and you tell me how these Texans are going to win this game. I understand Raiders are one in four and, uh, And you're completely right. Why why isn't that a winnable game for the Texans? I just don't see any logic why it would be. Josh Jacobs has been playing better. They are going to hand him the rock. But this depleted Houston team with the inability to really stop anything. uh, Don't you think it'd be a,
1: a good time with the Raiders rested at home, ready to roll? I think it's a good time to take somebody too light. I think, like you said, for all those reasons, it makes me even more confident in the Texans be able to sneak this one out. I think that they've got a crazy run game with Pierce. I think that they are doing, they're not doing lots, but they're doing enough to stay in some of these games. Man, like I said, the Raiders have lost some that we've been surprised on this year. I think this one's going to catch folks off off guard. I think Hughes is going to come in here swinging. Yeah, I
0: don't mind. I mean, their passing offense is second, actually. Um, their overall offense is 30th um but they they have actually been able to th- the Texans have been able to throw the ball pretty well but their defense is 31st yeah and they're 23rd in passing so it's it's pretty tough you know we got a Raiders 10th overall ranked offense 11th ranked passing offense I think it should be enough to pick them apart but pretty crazy upset I like it. <laughs> If you say so, my friend, I will take the point. Take the point. Give it a run. Toughest game of the week to pick. Seattle at the LA Chargers. I'm I'm rolling with the Chargers here and I, I don't really have many reasons why we're going to see if Keenan Allen's going to play game time decision. It, it feels like he hasn't been healthy at all in a few years when he is playing, he, you know, he plays pretty well, but I don't see him as much of an next factor anymore. Chargers did struggle against the Broncos. They're, this is a short week, but I still like these chargers. I like the way Herbert's coming through that injury. I like the way they've been playing. Um, this is, this is an interesting game. This is another 3-3 three and three team in the Seahawks, about a middle-of-the-pack team. Geno's been playing very well. Lockett hasn't been healthy. We don't know what's going on. Uh, they don't have too many weapons in Seattle when, when their couple main guys are down, but they've been able to hang in these games. I, I do like Seattle in this spot, but I'm just going with the gut that the Chargers pull it out at home.
1: Yeah, and I want to say Seahawks here. I really think that it could be going down in my favor, I just – I always trust those Chargers. I always roll with them, and I feel with – if I go against them in this instance, it's going to kick me in the ass. So, for those reasons – and because, like you said, Herbs is playing through this well. He's coming out of it. They are still winning some of these games. Their running game has come on a little bit. Like, I just think that their defense is strong. I just think that they – for all the right reasons, the Chargers should take this one. Uh, but an upset, if that's what they're calling it from Seattle, is – very very easy to believe.
0: Yeah, I mean three game win streak for the Chargers, but both defenses are are haven't been really living up to to well I wouldn't even say expectations. Chargers for sure because they've went ahead and they've they've added some pieces. JC Jackson has been doing absolutely nothing. He looks lost out there. Khalil Mack, I mean, he's he's out there on the field, he's he's doing something I would assume, but uh, we're not really seeing him in the highlights anywhere. So um, these Chargers have more more expectations on defense from the changes they've made, the players they've brought in. Seahawks are allowing over 27 points a game. So you got to expect these Chargers are going to be in the 30s. I think that's good logic to roll with these
1: boys at home. Yeah, well, Seattle's been able to keep up, though. That's the thing, right? Who, who finishes better?
0: I think it's going to come down to the defense, right? Who can make that stop? I don't know if it's going to be necessarily a last field goal game, but I do. I I agree with you for sure. You're right. They have been able to go tit for tat. Yeah. Chiefs at Niners. They've added McCaffrey. He's obviously spent the last day or so sitting down with the running back coaches. He's going to have the gist of the playbook, at least a little bit that he'll be able to probably play. I don't think he's going to be much of a factor, uh, but he'll get the rock a few times. Starting to like this San Francisco team. That's a, that's a nice-looking offense. I'm, I'm still going to roll with the Chiefs here, though, on the road.
1: Yeah, Chiefs here. McCaffrey's there. Um, he's going to be great for them, and I think he'll work into their system extremely well. Uh, but, yeah, he's just been there a couple of days, and I think they said that he'll play and they'll have a package for him, but how many times he'll rep it and what it'll look like and he'll want to feel through because I'm sure – Everything, everything from cadence to just structure to how he's looking to read the blocks are different. So you'd want a game or two for him to get in and get his feet wet, anyway, just before you you dive back in that investment, right?
0: Okay, yeah, for sure, absolutely. So you're rolling with KC on this one. Yes, sir. Couple more games left to get to Pittsburgh at Miami. This one isn't quite as big of a gimme for the Dolphins as people are thinking. Lucky there. Um, heck of a win, though. Tua is back. I'm going to roll with the Dolphins at home here. I, I do like this team. They've struggled a little bit as of late, but Kenny Pickett is back for the Steelers. He's cleared. Yeah. He's going to play. This is Sunday night football. I would not be surprised, even a seven-and-a-half-point favor for the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win this game. I think this is what you would call a bit of a trap game. Um, dolphins have to be careful here and betters have to be careful here. This is very winnable game for the Steelers. Uh, they've actually looked kind of decent lately.
1: Yeah. If, if I didn't think there was going to be so much emotion riding on this one, I would agree with you. Um, but two coming back as long as he takes his time and things go okay there. Um, I, I don't I don't see why the dolphins wouldn't pick up where they left off. Uh, this Steelers defense has shown that there is competency without Watt with what the first win without him but uh, yeah I mean just this, this Miami team other than their defense and the fact that they've had some you know injuries on offense at the quarterback position we're, we're still talking there's elite talent there so I'm wrong with Miami unless obviously something pops up there in the game and we won't know that is not okay until it's too late anyway but uh, with Tua At the helm, Miami for sure. Yeah, I mean, how about Minka Fitzpatrick being back? Would that make a
0: bit of a difference to you?
1: No, 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 not at all. I think it's a good revenge game, and, like, congratulations, man. That will be fun. But uh, I I think that Waddle, Hill, I think Gusecki, right? I think they got a trailer of running backs there. It's just there's so many tools at their disposal with a quarterback back there that is going to be able to take advantage that they have, built around um i just i see them being okay yeah that makes sense look i don't want to
0: put words into your mouth but i already know you're picking new england nobody in their right mind is picking chicago lately but tell me how you feel about zappy because even if now they haven't been you know how the patriots work but they haven't really been mentioning much about mac jones could he be ready to go maybe but even if he was they're saying he's healthy. They're saying he's close. Um, you still wait anyway, I would assume. Wouldn't your role with Zappy anyway? I mean, they're finding ways to win games.
1: Uh, we thought that with Dak, and we thought that, like, that's a general manager. That's a coach thing. It's a, what your tenure is. It's, you know, how important your job is. That becomes a business decision. And quite frankly, you know, they're all in the business of winning. So you would assume that that would be what everybody would want. But uh, – You know, not always the case. That was a young man who got hurt, and it was a crappy way for him to go. Um, But, again, there was questions about how things were running efficiency-wise to open the season. So it's always a tricky, tricky, tricky question. Um, Personally, guys in there is winning, you know, let let them lose their way out. If that happens to be 16 or 17 games later, you know, like you have to have that talk, hey. That's a good, that's a good issue.
0: Yeah. I mean, Pat's have won the last five matchups against these two teams and Chicago has never went into, uh, to, to Gillette stadium in the last few years. They haven't been able to come out with, with a win there in in quite some time. So, um, the bears though, I mean, they've been all right. Their secondary has been okay. It's not like they're allowing crazy amounts of points, right? There's a lot of these very low scoring games with Chicago, um, we went chicago last week lesser of two evils um obviously washington ended up coming out with the win another low scoring game but we just thought eventually chicago's offense like they got to score some more touchdowns than than uh, interceptions and and they've managed to get a good handful of picks but they have more picks than they than they have scoring tds so it's it's uh, a very very confusing, not, not too confusing, I guess you know they really haven't been clicking, but it does make you wonder what the heck is going on in Chicago that uh, that they they just can't score touchdowns.
1: Well yeah, I think the, the more troublesome piece is that they appeared to have a decent amount of opportunities in the red zone or just outside of the red zone. So not capitalizing on those, is more scary than not being able to score because that means that you did the work to get in the position and then you weren't able to take advantage. And it's just like uh that suggests there's some, you know, some other issues down there.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good point for sure. Um My lock of the week, I'm rolling with the bucks, as I've already said. And for my parlay, I got three teams covering the spread two minus one plus. Give me the two New York teams. And give me the Packers to cover as well. They should win by at least six. I believe this is a get-right game. Even though they have some issues on offense, they are going to hand that ball off. They better. Uh, we, got, we got over a million owners of the Green Bay Packers all saying the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why they're not, but they should. Giants plus three. I think they're going to win this game, so that should be an easy cover in my opinion. And the Jets to win by at least a field goal. I love these New York teams right now. Love my pack in this spot, at least, against Taylor Heineke uh, and and Washington, which hasn't done much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really, really like that. I, like, really like those. So I'm going to go with Bucks for lock of the week as well. The more we talked about it, I, I was kind of thinking about some others, but I, I think that's a pretty concise win. I think you're right there. And uh, I think for my parlay, I'm going to go with Cowboys just because we talked about it so much. I do have lots of confidence in there and only because I think everybody's going to go with those New York teams because they have been playing so well. I'm rolling with the Chiefs, and I'm going to roll with, just to take one of them, I will take the Jets, just because I love what they have been doing, and I've got so little confidence in the Broncos.
0: So little confidence, absolutely. That is a good one, And, and before I let you go, what is the most exciting game of the week to you? I mean, what stands out? As I said, it's a little bit of a flat-looking schedule this week. You know, maybe Seahawks Chargers. I mean, maybe Chiefs Niners. There's a couple ones that seem a little interesting. Which
1: one are you? Are you think is going to be the most exciting game of the week? Well, now, now because I'm giving you the points, I'll be tuning into the Texans Raiders. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, the uh, I was excited to watch that Falcons Bengals game. I think that's going to be. Real hype, and I think that if they do both click, I think if Maryford comes and fly, um, then that could be just another one where it's the last person to score sort of thing, right? Like this could be, uh, this could be a great game of the thing in threes.
0: That's a really good one. I didn't think about that one. That should be a fantastic game. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be tuning into the early slot. Uh, i got a couple other things on the go tomorrow. So I will be tuning in probably to the tail end of Chief Niners. And actually, I'm kind of looking forward to Steelers-Dolphins. Like you said, the emotion to a back, uh, Kenny Pickett playing
1: yep. should actually be a pretty nice primetime game. I think it will. I think at the very least, there's going to be some good football games here this week. Like you said, maybe not, you know, you know the most beautiful like there have been lined up last couple of weeks, but you'll get some, you'll get some eye catchers.
0: It's the battle of the concussed. Hopefully no, <laughs> hopefully no more concussions for for any, any quarterback, Amen. any players. You never want to see that, but um, pick it and to uh, a coming off concussion. So we're going to see how those quarterbacks fare.
1: Yep. You enjoy the football tomorrow. You as well, and with everything else you've got to do. Talk to you next week. Cheers, man, Beth.